Welcome to Mandemic Mondays. It's the only podcast by two best friends who have absolutely nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. We are, in case you did not guess, the, the Mandys. Every week, we review and debate Netflix releases or other fresh product on TV. That was gross. <laughs> and uh, we talk about what we do to stay sane during the times we used to call the pandemic. Yes. I think yeah. we also debate. I think we, we constantly debate life choices, too. I think that's a meaty part of what we do. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, for example, I hate your parenting. But you know what? Let's not start with that. Yeah. But it does. It is a nice segue. It is a nice segue into the movie that we review, reviewed this week, Fatherhood, with Kevin Hart. A heart wrenching, gut wrenching. A Kevin Hart wrenching, yeah. A Kevin Hart wrenching <laughs> uh, comedy, sort of, but not really. But uh, but sometimes um, on Netflix, starring Kevin Hart and Alfre Woodard and Dewanda Weiss and. Uh, beautiful. I mean, really a stellar Lil cast. Lil Rel. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Lil Rel. What a charmer. Paul Reiser. Yeah. It's it's a star-studded cast. It really was. It had really good mm-hmm. music. Did you did you think the same thing? I'm looking at her face. You guys can't see her face, but she's looking at me like, oh my God. And chugging my iced coffee like it's crap. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, um... I thought that was red wine, just so you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wow, go for it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I loved the music. Yeah, I even have a cue that I want Pete to play. Should we start with a music cue? Oh, my God. Let's just skip over all the acting and writing and go right for that fucking great composer. Let's do it. This is not the composer. I mean, maybe it is. But at 4646, Pete, can you play that song? I know it's been so hard and you don't know what it all means. Mm. Don't you ever let go. That is Don't Let Go by PJ Morton. Yeah. This acapella, beautiful, um, heart-filled song, Uh Kevin Hart-filled song, (laughs) that uh, when he is feeling down and lost and he goes to the bar and then he goes to his mom's and this song plays over a montage and it is... A it, gut punch. It was gorgeous. It was a f- great song. And I I actually went and put it into my library. And it, it reminded me a lot of Imogen Heap, her song, Son of a Gun. It was her big hit. Where we, what the hell? I'll keep going. Do you want me to just sing Please the whole thing? Please do. I'm He's never going to know it. You don't remember this? Okay, I'll, I'll, no. I'll text it to you. It's a great song. Okay. Don't okay. remember the name, but it was really good. Yeah. Music was great. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I found the movie very triggering. <laughs> Hol- Interesting. Holy crap. Honestly, after the first, like, so in the first, what is it? Three minutes, five minutes? I don't even, you find out, can I, I'm going to be big spoiler alert. If you want to watch this movie fresh, although it happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie. So you're going to know, but not in the first five minutes, you won't know. There's a funeral and a mother has died. A new, a brand new spanking new mother. And gives birth and dies. Yeah. She doesn't die in childbirth. She dies horrifically and suddenly without any explanation. She just dies all of a sudden after having a baby. Pulmonary embolism. 
Well, I mean, th- technically there was an explanation, but not for layman people like me. Because <laughs> whenever yeah. they say something like that, I'm like, is that a real thing? Because I don't want to know it if it is, because I don't want to mm-hmm. ever have one. It looked awful. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. jarring and horrible. Uh, the time code was 819 when I started to cry. They handed him his baby, Ugh. which was happy times because she was still alive. Yeah, I think. And then, right, it was that moment when your baby's born and they hand the baby over and I was crying because from joy. And then I didn't stop crying for a solid 20, 23 minutes, maybe. Yeah. This movie was tough oh, in the beginning. Jesus. Just really heartfelt and yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Kevin heartbreaking. Yeah. Last time. It really was. I, I actually, uh, I, I was like, how are we going to come back from this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really was. I was like, is this supposed to be a comedy? Because if it is, that's going to be really tough. And it was charming. There were definitely charming things. But boy, oh boy, I, I did not enjoy imagining him dealing with the loss of his wife for the rest of the movie. Like, it never left me. I I really didn't, yeah. I didn't laugh a lot just because of that. Well, it's not a comedy. It's it, a slice of life. It's, a you know, yeah. definitely a... a dramedy if that well i don't know if you've met me but life is supposed to be a comedy so when you say slice of life like i expect make them laugh make them laugh no <laughs> did you watch the deleted scenes at the end that was in there oh no oh, yeah oh, oh my god making... are you believing me i thought you meant of this movie that there were deleted scenes like maybe where the mom comes I back mean to this life. movie no. oh mm. <laughs> she comes back to life and everything's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it was just kidding. LOL. It was heavy, really heavy. And Kev and Kevin Hart was great. Yeah, he's you know, I've seen him in a couple of serious roles. He's coming into his own. Yeah, he was he was good. He's not as good as he was as the bunny in the secret life of pets. That should be what he does all the time. Shout in that high pitched voice as that <laughs> evil bunny. Oh, yeah. Especially trying to get snowball, I think <laughs> trying to uh, there was there was. It was the, like a death thing. And then there's an infant that won't stop crying. And I was like, this movie is relentless. You're killing me. I, I have to say, mm-hmm. I was not enjoying it. <laughs> I wasn't enjoying it. I, I didn't like get into it. And I wasn't, I was. But I think when things are so like, hey, we're going to fuck with your heart and rip it out and stomp on it. I'm not on for the ride sometimes. If mm-hmm. it catches me off guard and it does it in this sort of, unusual way or it's just something but this was like too i'm coming for you it reminded me of that that movie um uh you know batman michael keaton's movie all my life or in my life or whatever oh with nicole kidman yeah yeah where he's gonna die and so he starts vi- he starts videotaping a thing for his future unborn baby to like leave oh, him yeah. video messages it is the worst that movie I sobbed through that movie before I knew how to protect myself against this bullshit. But that movie I really was like angry with because I felt like it was like, ooh, you could see the hand coming out of the screen to like be like, mm, I'm going to push your She's buttons. trying to scare me with her claw coming at my <laughs> Zoom screen, guys. But, but I actually like it. I love tearjerkers. I can watch yeah. Steel Magnolias and, do, you know, I want to know why. <laughs> like I can do that. I am down for tearjerkers. I really liked the first 40 minutes of this movie. I felt it, I was so moved and rooting for him and for this whole family who were flawed but loved each other and yeah. the friends who were doing their best but 
you know, kept upsetting him because you don't know how to help your friend through this grief. Oof, they did but not you, do a good job. They were not helpful. I disagree. <laughs> they were they were very awkward, but they yes. tried. Yeah, they it, tried. And, you know, they were really charming friends. Yes, and they were. I really liked uh, Lil Ray. I loved him. Lil Rel. Oh, is it Lil, Lil Rel? Rel. Oh, Rel. Okay. And uh, well, well, do you well. have the IMDb up to give me the, the name of the other friend? Because he is incredible. Noho Hank from uh, Barry. Yeah, Anthony <gasps> Kerrigan. Thank you. Yeah. I, it's funny because I was going to say Anthony Kerrigan, and I'm like, no, that's the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, but that's Billy Corrigan. <laughs> well, but they look so much alike. I mean, he, yeah, he does, he leads a dual life. It's the same guy. <laughs> I think. I'll have to check that. <laughs> I love that actor oh. so much as Noho Hank. I mean, yeah. he is, I just wrote Noho Hank with 10,000 exclamation points when he yeah. appeared. No, I love him. He, I, I, I can't, I want to watch him do anything. He's so good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I liked their relationships amongst those guys. They were good guys. Yes, they, they were. They made a lot of mistakes, but they were really good guys. They did. Uh, and then there was a lovely small performance, not or, you know, a small part, not a cameo, Paul Reiser. Oh, my God, I love him. Yeah. Do you remember in my wedding vows when I told Jer <laughs> that he was my Paul Buckman from Mad About You? Do you want me to send you the wedding video? Do you want to just play my wedding vows right now on the podcast? We might have to. A lot of your wedding is blacked out for me. Um, sure. You know, it was just a great pre-party. That's all I'm saying. You were too busy <laughs> running around cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> but I have such a soft spot for Paul Reiser. Me too. Mad About You is one of my favorites. And I just think, you know, he's a fine actor. He's, he's so funny and charming. And this used him so well. Yeah, he is. He got to be funny and charming. Yeah, he's so natural and yeah effortlessly funny you don't see the funny coming right it's and he and kevin hart had a great chemistry because mm -hmm. they had these heavy scenes that i feel they did some improv in i could be wrong i didn't read the script they were both riffing off each other and they're both really funny quick guys yeah so it was a pleasure to watch their rapport i also loved watching kevin hart with the kid i mean i know that's the next section of the movie i really mm -hmm. i enjoyed the the kid part that was that was way better. It was the first part mm -hmm. that was so heavy that I was like, oh, fuck, kill me now. And I didn't think what? that all the moments, the moments went from like one thing to another. It, it happened so fast. There weren't, it was like, feel this now, feel that. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you're coming at me so fast. Give me a minute. So you just said you really liked the second half of the movie. What do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> you hated the second half of the movie? <laughs> hated the second half of the movie. I wrote, uh, I like, I need to prove it. Oh, now it's just a rom-com halfway through. Ugh, so boring. Oh my God. I so preferred that part with the guys playing the, with the kid, with the kid. Oh, that, that child. Come on. That child is adorable. She oh, is. I love she was her. Great. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Kevin Hart was great with her. Um, so the basic story for those who haven't seen it is that He's a widower. His mother-in-law, played by Alfre Woodard, oh, no God. talent hack, uh, <laughs> she says, you know, 
the, move back to Minnesota. Yeah. They're in Boston. And yeah. she says, move back to Minnesota so we can help raise the baby and you can be around family. And his mom lives in Minnesota too. Which I have to say and, was sound advice. I mean, being a person who is raising two children, I'm like, yeah, guy, go to Minnesota. Like, why do we even have a movie here? Just move to Minnesota mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. And he resists and says, my job is here. My friends are here. My life is here. And this is where Liz, his deceased wife, this is where she is for me. And I'm going to raise our daughter here where she is. Yeah. And um, there's conflict, but it's all loving conflict. Like Alfrey Woodard is trying to pressure him and challenge him and say, bring the baby back and co- leave her with us for a while. But she's not a monster. She's not a one note, just like, you no. can't handle this. You're a schmuck, you know. She's perfection. There are moments of it. <laughs> I, she's she's perfection. I When I was scrolling through her IMDb to like look at her credits, like I have a wrist sprain from it. I actually hurt. <laughs> I have carpal tunnel now because, yeah. of, because of all the scrolling. God, she has been working forever and has never aged one second. And she's, yeah, I think she's just perfection. I get such a comfort watching her on screen, just anything she does. Oh, she's wonderful. Although I will say... The one thing I didn't like about the second half of the movie was the conflict with leaving the kid. When he left the kid at mm-hmm. in Minnesota, uh, maybe I dozed off. I don't know. I didn't understand why he left the kid, and I didn't get why they had that fight, and I didn't understand why he left the kid, except that the screenwriters needed something to happen. <laughs> Some dark night of the soul stuff. A dark night of the soul, yeah. That's what it felt like. That's one of the reasons I didn't like the second half. And then he's in the airport. He's going to go to Croatia with Noho Hank. And he's sitting in the airport. <laughs> Which is dangerous. And this, that guy's a dangerous hitman. I know. Yeah. And then the the in some of the worst acting and scripting I've ever seen, he's sitting in the airport. Do you know what I'm going to say? An 18-year-old girl is sitting two seats away on the phone with her parents. Yes! And she's like, no, Dad, I'm not nervous to go to college. I'll be fine, Dad. And then Kevin Hart gets up and runs back to his daughter. Because you hear, it's really bad. I felt like there was a lot of that in the beginning of the movie, too. But that that sort of, like, obviousness, like, uh, I did Mm -hmm. feel like was in in the beginning. I I, Yeah. But, yes, I agree with you that I knew you would hate that. The whole premise of this movie seemed to be in the beginning, summed up by Paul Reiser's character. And let's listen to this clip at 1929. Pete. You're taking care of her? That's correct. All right, good. Great, okay. You don't think I can do it? It's not that I don't think you can do it. Because I'm a man? No. See, what is it that a woman has that a man doesn't? Patience. Emotional vulnerability? Uh, Breasts? Some men have breasts. I'm going to let that go because you're grieving. Listen, I love babies. You know, I have three of them myself. They're not babies anymore in the picture, but when they started, they were babies. And I'm telling you, it's brutal. It'll wipe you out. Do you have solid poops yet? No. No. I'm um, I'm dealing with the creamy shit. Enjoy the creamy shit. It's a big jump. When you get to solid poops, it's not a picnic. Okay. Save that. Put it in the, in, with your roses and your flowers because it's packed with nutrients, that stuff. Now that you've all heard it, the basic premise is like, you're a man. You can't handle this. 
Mm-hmm. And Paul right right and Paul Reiser's like cuz women have vulnerability and women are yeah. organized and and I find that really antiquated, really bizarre. Like the yeah. thought that like being a single parent grieving the your spouse. Yeah. No one can handle that. No, that's true. Man, woman, giraffe, no one can handle that. So this movie kept hammering that point that he's a man and men can't handle it. Right. Well, men can handle it, but, you know, I mean, women are better. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. I mean, but the point, here's what I'll say. The points that he made are true. Like, I I mean, at least in my house anyway. I mean, Patrick is a wonderful dad, but like once our girls hit teen years, it needs to be mama at the at the forefront. Now, I'm not saying a dad can't do it. And also, you know, I did not have a father who's like that. Like my 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 dad, you know, is like I can order breakfast and, you know, and that's it. Right. Like that's the most I know about him from the last eight years is what he has for breakfast. So I was hoping this would turn into a podcast about our daddy. It issues. always does. I mean, I think that's let's. The, we're going to rebrand the show. And um, why? how can you have daddy issues? Your dad is so tender in the in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good kisser. Why do you... I don't know why you have problems with him. Okay. Oh, my. It's like a mother uh, joke, but it's reversed. And I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I hope your dad doesn't uh, listen to this, does he? Not that I know of. Okay, good. Because he doesn't not respond to any of. of my texts. And I worry that... Do the words restraining order mean nothing to you? (laughs) Nope. So there's this one sequence. I'm going to stick with this point for a minute because it went too far at minute 29 and 50 seconds, Pete. Where's mom? Oh, mom's an astronaut training the NASA. Where's mom today? Oh, mom is serving time in San Quentin. Where's her mom? Me, I can't wait till Monday comes so I can get away from my kids screaming. Wow. I bet they're probably psyched to get away from you, too. The Where's Mom montage. Mm-hmm. Everywhere mm-hmm. he goes, oh, where's mom today? No mom? Where's mom? Oh, come on. Yeah. Men have kids. Men take their kids out in the world. Yes. It's, it, this is not 1940. It, it but, really But you know what I took that as? Like, I think there were a lot of well, this is an easy way to get our point across. I, I took that as, because I um I know that there's a lot of gay dads who get that question, actually. And it's a weird question. Where's mom? You know, where's her mom? Where's right. his mom? Um, Because, you know, sometimes kids don't, their moms aren't parenting them. So I didn't, I thought of that less as he just happened to walk into these places and the, the, that's the first question that he gets everywhere he goes but that it is a question that is common for a dad with a baby. Because I I think that is a thing. Oh, I don't know what I, kind of person yeah. says it. You know right. what I mean? I, may, I don't know if right. they're just trying to make converse, like fun conversation because I do think people assume that a guy's helpless with a baby still, even though that's right. not in our circle and not in LA because, you know, they're all a bunch of... Superior specimen. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you know, weaklings. But yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband does listen to the podcast, they're so I will soft. say they're all handsome. No, of course you have to, but he's soft too. I mean, woo, God, that guy, so emotional. 
No, I'm kidding. But, you know, I do think there's still that assumption that men are going to be hopeless with a baby. So they're probably just they but they, right. you know, then they don't have to sort of drive. That's what I don't like is the obvious kind of like driving that home so directly. And I didn't believe for a second that a guy who wanders into the parenting class, that that teacher who's leading it is going to be such a bitch. Like, I I think she was as an actress, I'm. I hope she made a different choice, and the director said, "Be more angry," because there's just no right. way she would have been that pissed. No, it, that didn't read for me at all. And I loved. He walks into a support group, and they're all sitting around bouncing their babies, and they're like, "I'm sorry, sir, it's for women, moms." And yeah. he does a very funny monologue about the different kinds of poop his baby daughter has, and I liked it about of he, like he had names for them, and it's. It, it was a cute speech I, about how yeah out of control he felt. I love that you love that speech. Do you know why? Because I'm obsessed with poop? Because I hated that speech. <laughs> you did? I did. I didn't. <laughs> oh, God. And my daughter even shits all over me in the hotel room. Like, she's done the, the spraying shit. But I'm like, ugh, we've heard it. We know. Get it. You know, I mean, it's not my A material. I wouldn't write it in my star-studded feature film. Uh, you know, but I think, sure. you know, clearly my tastes are just very refined. Okay, larder. <laughs> that was All right. improv. That was spontaneous improv, and it was a natural occurrence. I didn't do it so people would laugh at it. <laughs> but you but you mm. told me about it on a podcast so I, people would laugh at was it. Was this thing on? Was the, was the microphone on when I said it? I'm sorry. So while we're talking about hack jokes, there mm-hmm. was one in this that is, I, I'm so sick of it. It It's... Along the same lines as he's right behind me, isn't he? Which I know we've talked about previously. Yeah. This is the whole like, is someone cutting onions? Someone oh. must be cutting onions. No, <laughs> no. It's just allergies. No, don't. Don't. We've seen it. Be creative. Oh, yeah. Good point. That's a good point. Thank you. I enjoyed them building the crib, but it was interesting. Did you notice this moment? They're building the crib for the baby and they're having this cute little repartee with their... Mm-hmm. I really like their friendship and they're going back and forth. That guy's hilarious. Little Rel. Excuse me. I've mm-hmm. never seen him before. I didn't know about him. He's great. Get out. No, what's he been... Oh, is he from Get Out? Get out. Well, I only saw... <laughs> <laughs> is, wait, are you telling hey, me... Abbott. Are you telling me Get Out or are you telling me to Get Out? I don't understand. Wait. He was the one in Get Out. Okay, well, I saw Get Out like 50 years ago, and I've seen okay. 500 other things since then. Did I, wait, tell me, have you watched Get Out twice? Oh, yeah, I love that movie. You're a two-time watcher. I can't oh, believe yeah. it. No, I would never. I've, that movie is perfection to me. Well, he's very talented. I just didn't see that movie twice, you know? It's not my style. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then they cut to the baby, which I thought that baby did a great job of moving her head back and forth between the two guys. And I was like, wow. And I really noticed it. I was like, how did they get that baby to do that? Because, of course, I'm imagining, oh, shit, we have to shoot the baby. I don't know. Right. May- maybe they fudged it with BFX or something. Or maybe the baby did it naturally. I don't know. But it was amazing. But then the very next scene, he's holding the baby and she's like the size of his palm. <laughs> right. So it's like it was this thing where I'm like, uh... Well, that's not accurate. And it made me go, did they take that scene? Did they shoot that scene so much later in the movie that it, she was supposed to be older? But then he would have really seemed like a jerk for not having the crib built. My my brain is just full of interesting questions during these things, you know? What's it like to be a student of life? I mean, you are... 
Well, and a a priority, like a high priority Hollywood filmmaker. I mean, when you're part of the cinematic elite, you're just more investigative about these things. You know what I found? The the cinematic elite often Mm -hmm. label themselves as such and announce it. That's so weird. They do. So you fit right in. Oh, I don't know. Is this thing on? I didn't know. I feel like, well, I'm I'm getting there. I mean, I don't think I have the right to say it yet. <laughs> but, you know, when I do, I'll let you know. One thing I noticed in this movie, there was a lot of cursing around the baby and cursing around the kid. Yes, I approve. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do, did you, do you swear around your girls now or did you swear around them then? All the time. What was your policy? I've always sworn around my kids. Um, huh. So much so that my kids say, mom, language. Um, and it's totally mm-hmm. worked because they don't curse. They mm-hmm. they have a real propriety about it because I don't let them curse because it's like mm-hmm. anything. It's like, you know, <laughs> having sex and smoking crack, like you'll do it when you're older. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. wait. That's a privilege of being an adult. And so when you're older, you can curse. So it didn't, I didn't even notice it. But tell me what, you don't have that policy at all. No, we didn't curse. We don't curse. I mean, every once in a while, and now that he's, Casey's 11. It's okay to me if he hears cursing. Yeah. But we don't curse in the house. We don't expose, you know, we don't, we just don't do it. And we never have. But I have a friend who is such a potty mouth and it's not you. I'm not doing that thing. But she is (laughs) like, just (laughs) like her favorite phrase is Jesus fucking Christ. And she says it all the time. And she's got two kids and they're always hearing it. And every time I wince and I'm like, oh, ah, 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 you know, like it, I'm very sensitive to it. But I think I'm well, I'm the tipper gore here. Well, you're just not as French as me and your friend. You know, we have the we, oui, oui. Yeah, we have the French. We, we raise our children like the French do, mm-hmm. you know, which is mm-hmm. um, largely ignoring them while we smoke. It's worked. And and they are both adept minds, <laughs> which is just fantastic. I, I get a little tired of the Jerry Lewis specials we have to watch, but <laughs> is that even still a thing? Uh, I don't know, but it so makes you time. extremely continental. Good. I like it. Thank you. Merci. Um, yeah, I didn't even I didn't even notice that. I also really loved the way the girlfriend. I thought it was cute that they came up with the name Swan for her. And that actually weirdly made me, I don't know why that moment made me think, is this based on a true story? It made me wonder if somehow the writers had known someone who was in this scenario. It had ne- I mean, how fun that a movie makes you go, it had never occurred to me that you would date someone who is the same name as your dead spouse. Yeah. Right? That's a pretty cool, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that. No, when Jeremy goes, I'm going to find someone named Enrique. <laughs> well, right? But the what they you just find anybody and call him Enrique. I think that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? That's okay by me. Yeah. But I know some really fine Eri- Enriques too. So we can, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm keeping a list for when our husbands die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm already scouting and taking applications. So if anybody wants to, you know, put their name in, they can. And where can they send their application <laughs> to Mandy Fab yeah. One at at Mandy Fab on, on Instagram. Instagram? Yeah, or uh, you can find me on. Facebook too. Because Twitter, I don't even go on Twitter anymore. Yeah. And if anybody <laughs> wants me to fix them up for their the, the demise of their future spouse, it's at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens. Uh, it's just good to be prepared. A- 
Absolutely. I love it. You know I'm a planner. <laughs> You're such a planner. I mean, I can't believe that you would know. You already know. I guarantee you already know what you're having for lunch tomorrow. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are not prepared for Jeremy's obvious, like, untimely demise. It's interesting. Nope. Okay. Do you have any other insights on this film or should we? I, I don't think. I mean, would you recommend it? I guess that's where we go to man jobs, right? Like, I, there you go. I was along for the ride, but I was a little annoyed on the ride. Um, but I do like Kevin Hart. I just wanted, I think I wanted to laugh more. And it was so sad that I was like, <laughs> but not hopeless sad. Not as sad as all of the movies that were released this year, coincidentally, after a giant pandemic. So I'm going to give it, you know what? I'll give it like three and a half man jobs. Okay. And a box of tissues. I just didn't love it. I I, I stopped myself from crying. I was like, "Eh, no, you got to earn it. (laughs) I cried. I would have preferred Kevin James, but that's always me. I just love Kevin James. Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Uh, I (laughs) thought it had promise and then did not deliver on that promise. It was really a movie of the week. It was like a very, very poor man's Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah complete with the falling off the jungle gym and the running through the hospital. Like, it was just... Yeah. It it really... It didn't get there for me. And I don't know quite why. So I was going to say two and a half man jobs and a box of tissues. Yeah. Maybe we should meet in the middle. Like, I think a a solid three. Yeah. Because I think I'm being overly generous. And a travel pack of tissues. I'm being overly generous because I'm like, I can't believe that I'm not loving these movies because I want to love them. Of course. I really do. And I don't know. It's a bummer. It's a bummer because it takes so much to make a movie and so much money. And you go, what happens to people? How is it that they do all this work and they come up with something that's like, meh, but maybe I'm just jaded. I don't know. I wanted to love it. Not everybody can be a cinematic elite filmmaker like you. One thing I thought, thank you. A cinemandy filmmaker, a cinemandic, maybe. Am I cinemandic? <laughs> what? Did I just do that? Yes, I did. You're welcome. It's like a kiosk in the mall that sells candy <laughs> or something. I don't know. Cinnamon candy. Yeah. Um, I, I also want to applaud Kevin Hart <clears throat> for his workout ethic because I noticed several times how muscular he is, especially when he's, you know, walking through the hospital or walking yeah. anywhere. I was like, that guy works out. That He's built like a brick shit house. So good for you, Kevin Hart. Even if, you and know, I didn't love your movie, your bod's rocking. Tiny tight tees is what yeah. he wears. He wears yeah. tight, tight tees. I was laughing. I was like, how many dads do I know that actually have muscles like that? Zero. And certainly not single dads. Do you know a lot of single dads? Should they be on my list? Well, I'm for- I'm wa- I'm hoping some of them will reach out via Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be here. Yeah. So we just had Father's Day. Oh, it was We actually got to spend it together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was so great. And the dads were great too. They were very fatherly. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. And for my dad for Father's Day, I sent him two books. <gasps> Uh, by Jake Tapper, the oh, newscaster on CNN. Yes. Whom I think, he, I, I just think he's cool yeah. and smart and 
center mm-hmm. in his politics. And he has written two novels, <gasps> two like fun fiction, historical fiction about the Rat Pack and the 60s and the Kennedys and fiction, fiction. And I Whoa. sent them to my dad and I said to my dad, you read the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to it on Audible. Because Jake Tapper does the narration himself, and I heard him in an interview, and he's like, I tried to imitate the Kennedys, and he was so funny, and like, I just love him. So I'm going to listen to Jake Tapper's novel on Audible. Oh, I love Audible. You know, yeah, if anybody else wants to go and try a book on Audible, go try to listen to Jake Tapper's novel, you can go to www.audibletrial.com slash pandemic and you will get a free first month trial of Audible and you get to pick a book and then if you at the end of that month you don't want to continue with Audible you get to keep that book for free forever and ever in your Audible account it's amazing but you're gonna want to keep Audible oh you I mean it's just life-changing because indispensable yeah aside from this podcast there's really nothing else out there so you got to be able to reach for an Audible book am I right yeah, you are completely right. I love it. I'm yeah. addicted mostly to audiobooks, but there's, Ugh. you know, Comedy tons of original content yeah. and memoirs and nonfiction. Spiritual and self-help stuff, which I love and you hate. Wah, wah. I love it. Um, yeah. So yeah, go <laughs> to audibletrial.com. And hey, um, let me know. I haven't seen the email yet for yours and your dad's book club, but um, tell him I miss him. And I, you know, I think we should, we think we should build bridges, you know, not burn them. Why you got to make it awkward. I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, I'm so excited. Although I know something about you. You don't eat food on the bone. That's true. You can't even use that metaphor because you don't do it's it. It's like an impossible bone, <laughs> like a, a beyond bone. Yeah. Okay. You have a beyond bone to pick with me. I Beyond do. bone is a great name for like a porn. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Let me take a note. Uh, when we first started this podcast journey together a few yes. months back, and you were reading a book that you loved Uh-oh. and raved about it, uh-huh. and I texted you and said, is uh-huh. this the name of the book you loved? And you said, yes, it is. I loved it. Uh-oh. And I, like a dumbass, downloaded it and read it. It's called When We Believed in Mermaids. Yeah, yeah. Remember that book? Is that the one she finds oh. her? She finds her sister, right? Isn't that the one where she goes yes. to Australia and finds her sister? New Zealand, and who cares? Okay. Well, but the hot oh, guy. There was the. Cares? You were titillated by what was his name? Enrique or Jose? Javier. Or, Javier. God, I love the guitar player who was sensual and fucking. Oh, come on! I loved Javier. I uh, you you made it sound like a a. Not a fine novel. No. I knew it was more of a beach read, and I and I understand that. But it wasn't a good one. It, what? I'm, it was not good. Okay. So, well, that's just... Again, we disagree. <laughs> how are we ever... I mean, how do we stay friends? We're fighting all the time. I know. It's, it, but it's the sexual tension. It keeps it alive. You're right. It's very hot. <laughs> and then... Okay, so that's oh. just my beyond bone. That That's not okay. my actual thing that I'm bringing to tell you about that I'm doing to stay sane. And I, but I want, it's on you because don't ever take my recommendations. I mean, I shouldn't. Yeah. I should never. You should go the opposite direction. I should, I should have burned the book in my Kindle. I should have burned my Kindle before downloading it. (laughs) Um, so I 
as you know, I'm in a musical theater frame of mind. I'm yep. in my rehearsals and I can't stop listening to the Broadway soundtrack of Six. Have oh. you heard Six? No. Your girls, I'm giving you a guarantee they will love it. So if you don't want to hear it on repeat all day long, every day, you might not want to introduce them to it. it my girls love every single Broadway musical. They will play it I know. until it's like knives in my ears. They, yeah. They will relentlessly torture me with it. So, yeah. I had heard it and thought, oh, this is really clever. I like this. And then forgotten all about it. And then I was teaching my group of girls who are the same age as your girls, a bunch of fourth grade uh, performers. And they were like, oh, we love six. You got to play six. And we started listening to six in the class. And I got so wrapped up in it all over again. Now I can't stop. It's on repeat all the time. Casey loves it. What is it? It's the story of... Henry VIII's six wives. Oh. And it's, and they rip off the cell block tango from, from Chicago and they're like, divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. But then each woman gets to tell her tale through a song. And it's hip hop and it's, it's brilliant. It's clever. It's fun. These voices are from heaven, these six ladies. And it was running on Broadway when the pandemic hit and it <gasps> closed. Oh. But I think it's coming back <gasps> and it is, it's a really special entity and I love it and I'm recommending it to all. Oh my God, that's so exciting. I hadn't heard of it, uh, but so I'm, but I'm at least glad to hear that it's new. So it's not like just me being stupid about musical theater. <gasps> that sounds yeah, really, really cool. It was a really big cool. West End smash and then it opened here and had to shut. I so. think it would be fun if they did like a double header and they had like, you go and you see six and then you go have lunch and then you come back and you see nine. <laughs> <laughs> like that was 69. Well, it would make an evening. It, 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 and, Matt, and it has. Yeah. What a musical theater joke. I, I enjoyed that very Thank much. Thank you very much. It happens sometimes. What have you been into? I'm listening to Chameleon, mm -hmm. which has a season two out now. Yes. Have you have you listened to it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I just started it. But okay. But like I am thrilled. Like episode one, I'm in. Like I actually want to stop talking to you right now and go go listen to it. It's been a while since I got sucked into a podcast. I've been like sort of drifting in podcast world. Mm -hmm. But this is very, very exciting. The first one was the Hollywood Con Queen. Yes. This one is a totally different story and a different journalist. Yes. So what it seems like is they they were like, we're looking for stories so we can put out content under this umbrella. But it's it has nothing to do with the first season or the people no. who produced it. And actually, I listened to the trailer and I almost didn't listen to season two. Yeah. Because I hated the trailer so much. And when they introduced it and they were like, we're going to let you're going to listen to a different journalist. I was like, I literally in my head did a like a like a shecky comedian. Like, huh, we'll see about that in my head. You know, like, and take my podcast, please. I'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then I, I I'm so in now. I can't I can't wait to keep going with it. Yeah, it's in Vegas and there's money laundering and we're not yeah. quite sure what else is happening. Mm. Lots of characters. Mm -hmm. Lots of actual audio. A lot of people wearing wires, which is great for podcasting. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I think we should start doing that. You know, like make some very personal phone calls and then record them. And we'll use them on our podcast. And then we'll know who's and listening. Just, 
burn these friendships to the ground. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great litmus test. We're like, oh, did you hear uh-huh. episode seven? Interesting. Ooh, we could ruin lives. My God, yes. Um, Diabolical. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I, I, other than that, I'm like, uh, I'm still working on the movie and doing a, doing a trailer. So that's thrilling. And then try to... Cannot wait. Can I tell you, I'm now like really, truly for the first time a, full, a full-time mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's amazing how strict you are when you have other parents and people like you're like, hey, pick that up, do that. Or like, no, you can't have that second piece of candy. And I swear to God, mm-hmm. when it's just you, you're like, yeah, let's have banana cream pie for breakfast. <laughs> it's kind of, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to reference Michael Keaton again in a, in a Mr. Mom, which mm. is maybe my all-time favorite male in a parenting mm-hmm. position. Maybe we could watch that. Much better than him dying and making videos for his kids. Jesus Christ, I know. Oh yeah, he's been in a couple parenting things. Well, I guess, I guess it's a thing. It's all full circle. Yeah. You started the podcast by saying that I'm, so you knocked my parenting choices. I find that interesting. Projecting much? Oh, I don't know. Do you? Do you well, read my blog. You'll see. I, it's more okay. complex than that. <laughs> uh, oh, this is well, good. We have an exciting announcement about what we are watching for next week. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be very pleased. We're going rogue. We're going rogue. Yes. It's still on Netflix, but we're going to do a tea. It's not on. Nope. Sorry. It's on HBO Max. We're going rogue away from Netflix. On HBO Max is Hacks, starring starring Gene Smart and Hannah. I don't know her name, <laughs> I don't know but her name I will say we are doing this because one of our loyal listeners, mm-hmm. Michael Ahrens, wrote in and said, "I want to hear what you guys have to say about Hacks. I'm loving it. I want to hear your thoughts." Mm-hmm. So we really will. Basically do anything to please people. Yes. We will completely pander. We have no moral code. Oh, yeah. That's Uh, been said. So pitch us ideas and we'll do them. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to watch this one because it's Lorraine Newman's daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. The woman who plays the young thing. You know, it's her her kin. So she's got to be brilliant, right? uh, We will find out. We will see. Oh, well, Uh, this is good. I'm excited. This is great. And listen to six. Will you let me know next week? Oh, I absolutely will. I'm going to go. It's good for like when you're walking the dogs. It's really I'm going to go listen and polish off that banana cream pie right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hot. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Love you. Love you. Pandemic Mondays is a production of the next real film podcast at True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Yay! Music by Ian Post. Woohoo! Find the show at truestory.fm slash pandemic. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for us too. And don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.